rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Hello and welcome to Fallen Kingdom, where we return to Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. In this episode, we're discussing Minute 9 of Fallen Kingdom, but before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-pedia.com, uh, we got a write-up here for a character returning uh, in Fallen Kingdom and later in Dominion, uh, someone we haven't really talked about since the Lost World Minute, and that's Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, full write-up here by Trinosaur TJ on The Good Doctor, um, his early life, uh, his uh, study, chaos theory, all that sort of stuff, the incident at Jurassic Park, quite a bit there on his married life as well because <laughs> uh, he does like to uh, look for that future ex-Mrs. Malcolm as he so colourfully put it there in Jurassic Park and of course he's back uh, to bookend Fallen Kingdom and we've just seen him in Dominion um, have, yeah. have a pretty good role there too so it's good to see Jeff Goblin back, I've, I've loved seeing him in some other stuff that he's been doing uh, post Fallen Kingdom uh, thankfully without the beard we could probably touch on it here I, I do prefer him uh, not so much the the uh, cabin in the woods Malcolm or something but, um, yeah it, it's good to see him back and uh, we're going to talk a lot about his uh, involvement in Fallen Kingdom in minutes to come mm-hmm. yeah I really like to see in Fallen Kingdom how one important part about his characterization they kept is that he's a bit temperamental he doesn't get along well without he does not play well without <laughs> and so they got that's kind of one of the things that comes up in in dominion and that's kind of one of his major character traits because that's kind of why they brought in grant in the first place is because hammond felt oh my god i'm sick of this guy's doom and gloom pri- uh, predictions <laughs> give me somebody who might actually be on my side mm. you know yep and again, here, here in these minutes, we have him at Congress by himself, um, lecturing on letting these dinosaurs go extinct again. He's not, he's not out the front. He's not a member of the DPG. He's not anything like that. He's um, sort of doing this on his own. It would seem. Uh, so it's kind of suffice to suffice to say that the dinosaurs are. Uh, Malcolm is not the dinosaur's biggest advocate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... He wasn't a fan about them in the first place. 25 years later, he still doesn't seem to be. Mm. And that was one of my biggest questions going into Dominion, was just how, after Jurassic Park, after The Lost World, uh, how do you get these um, these characters back into the adventure? Uh, I think they've done it pretty good with Malcolm. Um not so much there for the dinosaurs, but for other reasons, and we'll get to that when we uh, when we talk about Dominion um, itself. But yeah, it's good to see him back. Yeah, I think that we should allow our magnificent, glorious dinosaurs to be taken out by the volcano. <laughs> Silence, please. As deeply sad as that would be. All right, Dave, ready to get into Minute 9 of Fallen Kingdom? All right, yeah. All right, Minute 9 of Fallen Kingdom opens with video footage of a jungle canopy and ends with Malcolm finalising one hell of a speech. Uh, pretty much two big key scenes in this minute. Um, first, we get the end of the BBC segment. 
and then of course going to Congress with uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm. But before we get to that, we've got the uh, the end of the BBC um, new segment. Uh, do dinosaurs deserve the same protection protections given to other endangered species, or they, do they deserve to die? And that was one big thing going into this film. Between this, the DPG, and everything else, essentially taken from Grant's dialogue, what Masrani did was create theme park monsters for Jurassic World, um, de-extinction, everything. Do these animals being on a private island, being pretty much painted uh, to a company, uh, deserve deserve to live, deserve to be saved, and um, deserve sort of the endangered species title? Well, then this conversation kind of goes back to Malcolm's whole condors versus dinosaurs thing from the first movie where... The other animals on the endangered species list are becoming endangered because of things like deforestation, habitat destru- uh, destruction, encroachment, stuff like that. And it's the dinosaurs were knocked out out of a fluke, completely random uh, disaster. It, it the they just happened to die at the right time in the right place. And with bringing them back, it's like you're taking this technology. And you're using it for a family fun park. This is this is a private venture. You're not doing this for altruistic reasons. It's just you're doing it to stock a theme park where you charge soda seven bucks a soda. You know. Mm. Yeah. And the, I, we don't see the rest of the hearing here, but you kind of get the tone from Malcolm's tone that he's still continuing that thought that this isn't some kind of act of God. This isn't human encroachment. This is just the dinosaurs had their chance and they were selected for extinction. Once again, nobody could have predicted the volcano would come back alive. It's a fluke disaster and Malcolm is advocating that we should let nature take its course. I suppose you should also look at the history too. If they do if they did bring a flock of condors back, they weren't they wouldn't then nest in New York City and start attacking to the, the public. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's had Definitely two not. yeah he's had two instances with the animals now, um, just the thought of dinosaurs and humans coexisting, it's been disastrous every time it's happened. Um, again, film plots need the film plot, and mm-hmm. they need to do what they do. But it's one of those things now where, and we're going to get to it at the end of the movie with what Maisie does by letting them go. But he's he he surely by this point, and we know by this point. Pretty much the world knows everything that went on. Jurassic Park, um, Sauna, The Lost World, uh, with the T-Rex in the in San Diego and that. Mm-hmm. There's not many examples where this is... And look, granted, Jurassic World was operational for 10 years without any incident, so it proved that it could happen. Their biggest issue is, well, let's breed carnivores and <laughs> hybrids and everything else. But having Malcolm here with his history of these animals and him saying it's time for... Uh, Time for these animals to die again is um is pretty powerful and should be should be taken with some heavy consideration by um those at the hearing. Mm-hmm. I suppose it also given given the animals a paint that it's not it's not like a herd of cows out in a in the on a ranch and there's a forest fire coming through or a grass fire coming through and you've got to save them or something mm-hmm. like that. That's it's sort of real. <laughs> How can I say real animals? Of course, the dinosaurs are real as well, but they are but their place in the ecosystem has yet to be determined and that's the whole thing mm. is that 
like industrialized farming, we've we've created that that exists with separate from nature. These dinosaurs exist separate from nature. They're not integrated in. We don't just let the cows go roam off into the woods. You know, we keep them penned up in one like multi miles spot. Mm-hmm. Well, and out of necessity, because again, you can't have cows roaming through downtown Chicago. <laughs> Though we did used to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Way yeah. back when, there's still there's still buildings out there that have like cattle doors mm-hmm. and elevators where you would then take them down to the stock floor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, my my local town, uh, local town, that you, you still got the large area in the center of town where the the stockyards used to be, just mm-hmm. because it was central to the railway station, the railway line. Um, exactly. Yeah. And now railway lines moved. Of course, they they got moved ages ago because of uh, smell and everything else, and people suddenly didn't want cows in the middle of town anymore. But it is. Um, yeah, anyway, we spend too much time. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna we're gonna touch briefly back on this when we learn what the outcome of the hearing hearing is and why uh, why Congress and the US don't want to interfere with uh, what's going yeah. on in Sauna. So mm-hmm. there's more discussion there. Um, personally, and hindsight's the key here. If they knew what was going to happen for the end of this film into Dominion. I'm sure they wouldn't wouldn't not just be saying no. We're not going to save these animals. They'd be probably going there and trying to uh, speed up the vault, the eruption just to uh, make mm-hmm. sure they were wiped out. But yeah, we'll return to that later. Uh, briefly, before we do leave the news bulletin behind, too, we get the one little final um, bit of info from the ticker tape down the bottom uh, saying former Indian scientist Dr. Henry Wu, and we don't get to see what the rest of that is, but we do know. Um, Wu was brought up and charged or brought up on crimes for um, bioethical misconduct, leave, losing his, well, there's no InGen anyway, so he's not mm-hmm. um, he's not the head of InGen Genetics anymore. He's, um, he's been stripped of his, uh, I won't say medical degrees, his, um, his med- medical... Doctorate, qualif- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, stripped of all that and uh, not allowed to legally play... Dr. Dr. Frankenstein anymore. <laughs> Although, as we see in this film and the next, he's still at it. <laughs> you can't keep a good scientist down, they say. But um, <laughs> um, we'll get there's a little bit more info to that uh, in the novelisation that we'll get to at the end. And that's where we cut to the Congress hearing room, and um, we again got Jeff Goblin back, um, reprising his role as Dr. Ian Malcolm. Um, I think we should allow mag- these magnificent, glorious dinosaurs to be taken out by the volcano. <laughs> Just straight into it, he wants them gone. This gets some murmuring from the crowd, and uh, Ian addresses it by saying, as deeply sad as that would be, <laughs> 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 trying to trying to play both sides. But um... mm-hmm. well, I think he, I think he's trying to be brutally honest, but not too brutal about the, the, about it. You know. But that's and that's the character too. He's he's a brutally honest at the lunchroom scene, and all through Lost World, even though there's a bit more snark and a bit more a uh, bit more quippy to him. Mm-hmm. And then again, going into Dominion, the arrogance is still there. <laughs> um, um, he says we dramatic, uh, drastically altered the course of natural history, and uh, this is a correction, i.e., the uh, the eruption of the volcano. One of the Congress persons addresses him. Are you saying that? The Almighty is taking matters into his own hands, <laughs> and we know how um, how religious Malcolm is. 
because <laughs> he says, uh, Senator, with all due respects, God's not part of the quest, or not part of the equation, no. Um, what I mean is, the last in the last century, we amassed uh, landmark technological power, and we're constantly proving ourselves incapable of handling that power. Eighty years ago, who could have predicted nuclear proliferation, and there it was, and now we have genetic power so long. So, oh, genetic power, so how long will it take, um, or is it going to take to spread around the world, and what's going to be done with it? And it's sort of interesting, I do like in Dominion how they sort of moved away from just, yes, we got cloned dinosaurs, but the genetic power is going into other things as well. And, of course, Wu's there to help out. Mm-hmm. But well, I think what he's discussing here would be, like, the possibility of engineered bioweaponry, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, taking anthrax and mutating it into something even unimaginably worse. Mm-hmm. Well, even he brings up the whole nuclear thing here. Yes, back in the 80s, the nuclear scares and all sorts of things that's happened since the invention of the the A bomb. But even what we've had to witness during the blip over the last two years of, of COVID, um, just how exactly yeah, and that's that's I won't put my tinfoil hat on, but whether or not you believe that was intentionally an intentional China thing or if it was just a, a mistake and it got out, whatever whatever the case may be, just how much of a global impact that possible mistake has made uh, on the world. And if it wasn't engineered, well, you can imagine if someone did engineer um, something like it or worse and how how the dinosaurs being alive, <laughs> um, not quite sure how that those two are connected, but... I think they need to uh, need to have a look at uh, some of the pharmaceutical companies and see what they're up to. That's of course another thing, and we, then we hear um, Mills talking to um, the auctioneer or later in the film, pharmaceut- and he's listing off possible uses, and one of them, of course, being pharmaceuticals. Mm. Well, and it goes back to uh, it goes back to the original Jurassic Park novel. Novel, no, Lost World novel with um, Biosyn and Dogson wanting, mm-hmm. possibly having, being able to create their own dinosaurs that aren't real animals and being able to get past uh, animal testing laws and all that sort of stuff, which mm-hmm. is sort of prevalent as well. So, but then again, back then they thought they could make the dinosaurs and people wouldn't think they're real animals. <laughs> and here, <laughs> they, here they are having the DPG and that protesting to survive, uh, save the, uh, the animals and even what we get in Dominion with all the black market stuff as well and what Claire's doing, so <laughs> it's, um... The world's changed a little bit since 93 <laughs> or 95. Uh, but that's uh, that's the end of the minute. Anything else on uh, his little speech there? I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Heading over to novel comparisons, uh, one inclusion in the novel here is uh, footage of a man leaving a government building ducking reporters' questions. He was um, covering his face with his hands, and we get uh, former Jurassic World scientist Dr. Henry Rue stripped of all credentials after being found guilty of bioethical misconduct, refused to comment. And interesting, she still calls him Dr. Dr. Henry Rue, even though he's no longer a doctor. <laughs> but, um, that's a that's a little bit of an added scene there that we don't get in the film. So mm-hmm. um, we actually see Henry leaving the uh, the government building after being stripped of his credentials. So which will probably lead to later while he's locked up in a bunker or underneath Lockwood Mansion, not uh, not sticking his head up. But, uh, Dave, that's minute nine. Anything else you want to discuss before we get out of here for today? I know. I think we're good. All right. Lovely. Lovely.